Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 450th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined later by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week, after a three-year wait, is the resounding Ryder Cup victory by the USA over Europe, winning by an astounding 19-9 to score on the spectacular Whistling Straits course on Lake Michigan in Wisconsin. It was just a fabulous, fabulous event all weekend long. Uh, I went to the Ryder Cup in 1999 here in Boston at the Country Club in the suburb of Brookline, Massachusetts, which was the greatest comeback ever ever at the time when uh, Justin Leonard made the famous 45-foot putt to win it for the Americans, and uh, it's been a lifelong association ever since. So I love the Ryder Cup uh, from that moment on and tuned in all weekend, and uh, it was just terrific theater. Colin Marikawa, fittingly, uh, was on the green to clinch, for the Americans, given the year he's had, year plus, winning a PGA, winning a British Open. Uh, I thought he was perfect, and he symbolized the youth of the team, uh, which was a masterstroke, uh, putting the young guys together, and they just meshed perfectly and finally uh, dominated over the Europeans, who, as we know, have pretty much dominated the competition overall through the years. Uh, so it sets up the Americans nicely with a lot of young guys who now have Ryder Cup experience and a resounding victory under their belt. Uh, it was just uh, highly emotional. The fans out there, as expected, were great in Wisconsin. Uh, not many European fans, given COVID travel restrictions, so that took away from it a little bit, but not too much. Uh, the Americans' enthusiasm, American fans' enthusiasm more than made up uh, for that. So there was uh, loud cheers nonstop for three days straight. So it was just uh, really a terrific event. And at the end, it was fascinating to see how emotional 
Rory McIlroy got, talking about the Ryder Cup in general, clearly disappointed uh, with the result and uh, how badly the Americans beat the Europeans, just not something we've been used to seeing. Uh, the Americans built a big lead through Friday and Saturday and making Sunday uh, somewhat anticlimactic. Uh, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion the Americans were going to win, and if there was any doubts, they were allayed early on when Americans took big leads in the singles matches pretty much right from the get-go and coasted to victory. Uh, but it was fascinating to see Rory McIlroy so emotional. Uh, haven't seen that before, uh, certainly not to that level. And so it was really, really uh, quite an event. Next up, Rome in two years. So that's going to be uh, fabulous, to say the least. Uh, just a few miles outside the city center of Rome will be the uh, the course, and it is just uh, already something to look forward to, to say the least, as the Europeans, I'm sure, have already started uh, plotting their revenge uh, as they head back to Europe today, and uh, probably in somewhat of disbelief as to how dominating the American victory was. Well... Locally and nationally, uh, it is Tom Brady's return week. Uh, it is just nonstop here in New England. It got off to a uh, uh, quite a start, even in advance of this being game week, uh, where the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady are returning to Gillette Stadium this Sunday uh, for an 820 NBC game. Uh, this Sunday, October 3rd, so it's just uh, New England is already basically in a frenzy. And with Tom Sr., Tom Brady's dad, uh, airing some thoughts on his son's exit from New England, as well as Tom's trainer, Alex Guerrero, also airing some thoughts on the time here in New England, which was 20-plus years, uh, time like no other, uh, maybe in the history of American sports, uh, there's already uh, a lot of chatter, and it's just going to build and build and build. Some are calling it easily the regular, maybe the biggest regular season game in NFL history. Uh, it's feeling that way in New England. I will be going to the game, and hopefully it's better than yesterday because I attended that game as well which is my low light of the week, was the Patriots losing their second straight game at home to start the season. They're 0-2 at Gillette Stadium. It's really hard to fathom, and it's a reality check that uh, Tom Brady is no longer here. That's for darn sure. Uh, and yesterday they played one of their sloppiest games in recent memory. Interceptions, turnovers, uh, mental lapses, just uh, really kind of hard to fathom for the uh, for the New England fans that were in the stadium. There was extreme uh, disgruntled fans yesterday. Just something we're not used to seeing up here. But uh, it may be time to start getting used to it because uh, 
there will be a reality check this Sunday night when Tom Brady comes out in the Bucks uniform. And speaking of Tom Brady, of course, they lost their first game to the Rams yesterday out in L.A. Shockingly, it was Tom Brady's first game ever in the city limits of Los Angeles. Just kind of crazy. Uh, and not a good memory for him. So what you have is uh, two pretty frustrated, probably angry teams going to be facing off. Uh, we expect Brady to come out with a vengeance, uh, especially coming off a loss. There were a lot of people, myself included, uh, starting to wonder if, you know, there was a possibility of an undefeated season down there in Tampa. They returned the entire starting lineup that won the Super Bowl. They had won, I think, 10 in a row uh, coming off their bye week late last year, right to the Super Bowl two very strong outings to start the season. And uh, and yesterday they, they met their match uh, in the Rams, who were really, really fired up in their new stadium, SoFi Stadium. It looks like quite the palace. And so it was uh, really uh, an interesting game. And again, the stage is set, and it's going to be – quite a week up here in New England and again nationally it's just going to be the repeat the topic um, so it is going to be fun and we all can't wait for as Carrie Underwood says Sunday night lastly for this segment my bizarre story of the week is the Red Sox getting swept by the Yankees at Fenway with late inning collapses on Saturday and Sunday Basically, all week long leading up to the game, uh, everybody here in Boston was just saying one simple thing. Just don't get swept. That's all the Red Sox had to do. They had a two-game lead going into the series in the wild card race over the Yankees. And it was just don't get swept and they'll be fine. Uh, and now suddenly uh, the tables have turned. The Sox are now second behind the Yankees in the wild card. You have a one-game lead. Sox are just a game above the Blue Jays, uh, it should just be a great, great week ahead. And this is all, again, for the wild card. Uh, Yankees and Blue Jays play each other. So one of those two teams is going to lose some games, no doubt about it. Red Sox have a pretty easy schedule. I think it's Nationals and Orioles on the road. So it just should be a fantastic week of baseball. Uh the National League wildcard race is still in play uh, as well, and the Giants and Dodgers battling out. I think there's a one-game difference there. Uh, the loser of that game is going to have to play a one-game wildcard, probably against the St. Louis Cardinals, who have won shockingly, astoundingly, and impressively 15 in a row. Uh, these are the Cardinals. What a great organization. Uh Feels like they're one of just a handful of teams in baseball that are capable of rising uh, to the occasion with a September run like this one. And ESPN flashed a, a graphic last night where uh, this type of thing hasn't been done in many, many decades, to put it mildly, which is a long winning streak in September. And they're just so, who, the again, the Dodgers or Giants, 
two of the best teams in all of baseball, perhaps with the two best records in all of baseball, are going to have to play uh, a one-game playoff. Whoever doesn't win the division will have to play, play probably the Cardinals, and they're the last team anybody wants to play. So it is going to be fascinating week. Uh, so many games are going to matter, and uh, this is what uh, you hope for. In a baseball season, multiple teams going for a couple wild card spots in that fabulous one game wild card playoff, winner take all, loser goes home, is uh, one of the great things in sports in my mind. Uh, when it comes to drama, baseball can still deliver, especially postseason drama. So it is, Boston is really uh, fired up for this week. Again, the Sox have a pretty easy schedule. Uh, the question is, will there be any scars left over from uh, the weekend beatdown at the hands of the Yankees, or are they just going to get uh, uh, get right back on it, on right back on their horse? Recognize all they need to do is, you know, have a good week, and they should be in the wild card. They're still the second team, so they, uh, you know, with the Blue Jays on their tail, but yet. They're playing the Yankees, the Blue Jays are, so it's going to be fascinating to watch it unfold. So now let's take our break, and next up will be my NFL review, another fabulous NFL Sunday, uh, and just lots of great, great theater to talk about, starting with, of course, Justin Tucker's NFL record kick. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Well, it was quite a day of sports yesterday. Got started with the Ryder Cup at noon Eastern time. We talked about this in the first segment and ended with the Yankees-Red Sox uh, last night late on ESPN. The Yankees came back in the eighth inning to win that game and sweep the Sox. But in the middle, uh, there was just the usual NFL Sunday, which was just fabulous as always. Every Sunday just feels like an event, and we're only in week three. Uh, so we'll just start from the back end, which is uh, the same time of the Red Sox-Yankees game. Was, of course, the Packers uh, win over the 49ers. Bottom line, the 49ers took a one-point one lead, 37 seconds to go which was just simply too much time for Aaron Rodgers. He is remarkable, no question about it. I've always said about him that he does things I've never seen a football player do, whether it's throwing on the run, darts, Hail Marys, on and on and on. And last night was another addition to his, uh, to his legacy as he just moved him down the field basically on two fantastic completions just amazing throws especially the second one right over a defender uh and mason crosby come out and sealed the deal with a 50 plus yard field goal and off walked the packers uh they acted like they won the super bowl where they all just swarmed crosby and assembled in the end zone it was really impressive stuff as much enthusiasm for a victory as you'll see in an NFL game, unless you happen to be watching the Lions-Ravens game. And I was lucky enough to uh, catch that live where Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yard field goal, the all-time NFL record, to win the game uh, at the buzzer, a true, genuine buzzer beater, NBA style. And... Uh, a Lions, only the Lions can lose like this. There's no other way to say it. Um, so Justin Tucker is just one of the great kickers of all time. Uh, the statistics that come out yesterday bore it out. He was kicking inside. 
but it was an amazing kick. It was a doink, as we like to say, going back to the Bears playoff loss from a few years ago where it hit the crossbar and bounced right back into the net. So it had momentum going through the crossbar, shall we say. As we know, these things can go any which way, uh, whether it's the crossbar or the or the upright sidebar. And their reaction was also just as incredible. I mean, I can't remember an NFL Sunday where you would see two high school-like celebrations uh, within literally hours of each other. Justin Tucker's uh, in Detroit, in the Dome, where he... Uh, which was a favorable setting for him to make this record kick, as well as uh, at the end of the night, uh, the Packers uh, going crazy when they uh, when they beat the uh, beat the 49ers out in San Francisco. First game back there, by the way, in like two years or whatever, uh, out in San Francisco. So the crowd was really into it. Um, so just again, two great games. Uh, Justin Tucker was the highlight of the bewitching hour, which is between 3.30 and 4.30 Eastern time when all the one o'clock games are coming to an end. Uh, It delivered again, especially with the Chargers going into Kansas City and beating the Chiefs, who are now, shockingly, one and two, as in one win, two losses. And... Justin Herbert really looks like the real deal. Well, at the same time, Patrick Mahomes does not look like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it feels like, you know, what the Bucks uncovered in that Super Bowl last year is kind of sticking around. Other teams are obviously uh, in the copycat league employing uh, the great defense of basically keeping Mahomes on the run as much as possible. And uh, so, again, the Chargers, they always play the Chiefs tough, but I don't think anybody was expecting them to go in and make the Chiefs one and two. So uh, they've got some work to do. And then insult upon injury, uh, Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs, was transported to the hospital after the game, suffering from apparently dehydration. Uh, So just a really bad day for the Chiefs. And, again, they're in last place in the (laughs) AFC West, which is almost shocking to say. Another shocking result, uh, but unfortunately we're starting to get used to it a little bit. Um, It's not as shocking as it would have been any year previous to this one. The Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals going into Pittsburgh and handily beating the Steelers, who suddenly, after a rousing opening week victory, uh, over the Bills in Buffalo uh, have suddenly kind of fallen apart. Uh, they obviously, have, they've lost their first two games at home, like the Patriots, lost to the Raiders in Pittsburgh, uh, blood rival going back in their history uh, last week in their home opener. And then again, uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals just went in and did something we haven't seen in a long, long time, which is basically go in and handle the Steelers on their home field. Uh, A lot of issues down in Pittsburgh. Uh, Again, I saw a stat that I did not want to see, given how it ended last year. They started 11-0, and then, you know, fell apart down the stretch where they were throwing in the 
passes as many as 50 to 60 a game. And yesterday, I think they threw 58. That's just not a formula for winning. Uh, the offensive line has issues. Ben, uh, he just looks... Uh, he looks old. There's no other nice way to say it. And it's really sad to see. And you just have to wonder where it's headed from here. Um, they need to get right. And uh, I think a lot of people thought they were going to get right yesterday hosting the Bengals, a team they have just obviously dominated <clears throat> over the years. Uh, but it didn't play out that way at all. So a lot of issues with the Steelers, that's for sure. As many as I can remember in recent memory, uh, you know, and it feels like a carryover from the way the season ended last year, which was really bad. Uh, Justin Fields had a rude welcome to starting in the NFL. He got sacked, I think, eight times by the Browns, speaking of AFC North teams. And uh, Miles Garrett had a field day, and it was uh, really um, a really rough outing, uh, to say the least, for Justin Fields as the Browns just dominated him. The uh, Colts lost to the Titans. They're now 0-3, playoff team from last year. Uh, we all know the Carson Wentz injury situation. I think he had, they were saying two bad ankles uh, coming into the game, kind of unusual. So they're 0-3, hard to believe. Uh, and the Cardinals... Won yesterday to go to 3-0. and They're looking good, really good. Kyler Murray's looking amazing. And the Broncos uh, also went to 3-0, and easily uh, beating the Jets. And, uh, and also the Carolina Panthers last Thursday, this past Thursday, went, uh, went on the road and beat the Houston Texans. But... Very, very costly loss with Christian McCaffrey out for a few weeks. And uh, J.C. Horn, first-round pick, defensive back, great player, uh, broke his ankle. So he's out for at least a few months. Um, so we'll see what effect that has on the 3-0 and Carolina Panthers. Uh, great game in the late window. A couple great games, actually, where the Las Vegas Raiders uh, and Miami Dolphins went to overtime, really slugged it out. Great stuff. And, uh, and they Raiders to their credit won in overtime, but the Dolphins played them really tough. I of course saw the Dolphins in opening week right here in new England, come in and beat the Patriots. Uh, so the Dolphins are never quite know what you're going to get with them, but they are, uh, you know, they're a competitive team, and no surprise given Brian Flores, uh, former uh, defensive coordinator with the Patriots. And uh, <clears throat> so the Dolphins are going to come to play every week, and they certainly did yesterday. And uh, yes, yeah, so other great games yesterday were uh, the Seahawks and the Vikings. Yeah, that went to overtime in the late window as well, which is, you know, the 4 p.m. game in uh, the Eastern time zone. Uh, and Russell Wilson just couldn't get it done at the end. Rather surprising. Had the ball. Uh, but the Vikings held on to win. 
And uh, so very impressive for the Vikings, who were not off to a good start. And uh, another interesting game, and they're all interesting, actually, is uh, the Washington football team uh, got smoked by the Buffalo Bills up in Buffalo and the Bills after their aforementioned opening week loss to the Steelers in Buffalo or starting to get it right again. And, uh, and they coasted to a 43, 21 victory over the WFT Washington football team. And Josh Allen is looking really good. And, uh, and we shall see how uh, that all pans out for Buffalo. But they seem to have righted themselves after being shocked by the Steelers in the opener. And uh, Falcons uh, got on the on the winning side, beating the New York Giants. And one thing that made me happy as a native of Central Pennsylvania was seeing Saquon Barkley get back in the end zone for the first time in a long time, given his knee injury of last year. And uh, it's going to take a while. I've, I'm a big believer that these things, uh, although these athletes can play the following year, uh, they're not really right until the second year. But so far, so good for Saquon. And uh, hopefully he can keep it going. It's uh, We all enjoy watching him play, so we'd always all like to see him recover, likable guy. And uh, But the Giants could not get it done at home yesterday, falling to the Falcons. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. 
Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network wherever you go In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast.
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners. Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And another excellent college football weekend as well. And as I mentioned earlier, grew up in western Pennsylvania, so I'm... Uh, I'm Excited with Penn State rising to number five in the polls, at least uh, the one I saw, Football Writers Association of America. And they they leaped over basically Oklahoma, who had their hands full with West Virginia, uh, who went down to Norman and gave the Sooners all they could handle. Uh, Penn State, meanwhile, played Villanova and uh, at home, and it was a very competitive game. And uh, but they did manage a solid thirty-eight to seventeen victory, and so they're just looking good. Sean Clifford uh, is really showing himself to be a good quarterback, if not excellent. So far this season, through, I believe, four touchdown passes, including on the very first play of the game, offensive play for Penn State, uh, hit Jahan Dotson, and uh, he, there's a receiver who's going to be playing on Sundays. He is, uh, is otherworldly. He showed flashes with the uh, memorable <clears throat> one-handed catch in an empty Beaver Stadium last year against Ohio State, and he's just carried it forward this year and is uh, the star of the team, period. No other way to say it. He's a, he's a true, genuine weapon, uh, following in the footsteps of uh, K.J. Hamler. Uh, and <clears throat> he got the game off on the right foot with his, uh, you know, I think it was about a 50-plus yard catch where he basically just ran away from the defender and uh, he's really fast and just tough to defend he does some special teams kick returning as well so he's a weapon and Penn State's using him Uh, but again number five I think it's been a while since they've been there Uh, and they're going to be uh, a handful with the tough schedule coming up to boot. Um, the other team that you know uh, jumped up a spot is Iowa. So the schedule for Penn State is they're playing uh, Indiana at home this Saturday night, which will be great. And then the following Saturday, which would be October 9th, I believe, uh, will be uh, traveling out to Iowa. Now the number four undefeated team in the nation, Iowa Hawkeyes. Penn State's number five, obviously both undefeated. And that suddenly is 
shaping up to be a terrific game um, to a certain degree. I mean, you know, four and five squaring off. Now we're talking, uh, you know, game of the day, to put it mildly, if not even more so. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, Penn State has really looked good this year. Obviously, tough start to the season, going out to Wisconsin and playing in Camp Randall to open uh, on Labor Day weekend, I believe it was, and gutting out a victory, and then, of course, beating Auburn in the whiteout last Saturday night. So they have two really good victories already. And uh, and everybody down State College is pretty excited. And now we have joining us A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So, A.P., how you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. So glad to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you, as always, for calling in. And I was just talking about uh, some college football, our favorite sport, uh, with uh, Penn State rising to number five in the polls. And right behind Iowa, who rose to number four, both picked up a spot because Oklahoma had their hands full, to say the least, with West Virginia on Saturday night, Doubt Norman. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Penn State, Iowa, scheduled to meet, play in Iowa City or out in Iowa, home game for the Hawkeyes, uh, a week from Saturday. But as always, I always like to get your take from the college football weekend, AP, and what caught your eye? Yeah, I tell you what, uh, John. Uh, when I saw Penn State play um, last week, I was really impressed with their quarterback and their offensive play. They had that one wide receiver who was excellent. And uh, a, a few things about last week also was uh, Oklahoma. Their, their offense is sputtering this year. Yes, which is kind of surprising. And then, of course, and of course, Clemson the same thing. The same thing with Clemson. They're having trouble. And I never thought I'd, I'd say that about the quarterback from California. I mean, he played so well last year against Notre Dame at 400-plus yards. And I just thought that he would be a, a good college quarterback and you know, not in the mold of Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, per se, but he would, you know, he would have a prolific offense as always. But that is so surprising that they're having trouble scoring points. I couldn't agree more. Incredible, and then North. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and then and then North Carolina has been clearly a disappointment. Uh, Getting beat by Georgia Tech, a team that lost to Northern Illinois at home by a point. Uh, So, and then USC continues to to falter, and uh, even if the coach is fired, sometimes that's a little spark for your team, John. When the coach is fired, and you you come alive and. Uh, and, and of course, you know, Texas putting 70. You can see that Steve Sarkeesian, he's an excellent play caller. He has some talented players. And Casey Thompson, I uh, took note of him last week because I think he's a quarterback that can beat you. I think he's one of those kind of quarterbacks when you're watching him, uh, your coach uh, on defense might have a sleepless night. He, he's that, he has that potential. 
and uh, with Bijan Robinson, the running back. So Texas can put some points on you. Can they be tougher defensively? I don't think this year. Uh, maybe they'll get a little better, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, and then Iowa's a team that doesn't have a lot of offense, but they're, they're in the top ten. They're a good football team, but <clears throat> I don't think I'd trust them every week to score a lot of points. Well, that's quite an analysis, AP. Uh, you really covered a lot of the high points. One thing that jumped out at me because I watched a little bit of the game was Arkansas uh, moving into the uh, top 20 with their win over Texas A&M in Texas, a, quote, neutral site game, as it were. And uh, knowing what they did to Texas, you mentioned Texas scoring 70, uh, Arkansas handled them down in Fayetteville pretty easily and uh, recently and uh, a couple weeks ago. And so suddenly Arkansas, SEC team that you know well, you know them all, is suddenly, uh, you know, uh, looking really good. Um, that, that's two pretty big wins for them. And John, that Arkansas team with those running backs? Yep. My goodness, uh, if I, I kept telling people that if Michigan had those set of running backs that Arkansas has on their roster, you'd be talking about Michigan in a much different way. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, and by the way, Arkansas now moves into the top ten. And uh, so, you know, the Razorbacks, uh, it's kind of nice to see, you know. Anybody who grew up with Arkansas football being good is, uh, you know, kind of loving it. That would include me. And, uh, you know, again, I I put them in there. College football is better when Arkansas is better. They have quite the tradition. And, uh, you know, now they're in the SEC. And so it's uh, it's wonderful to see AP and – I got to imagine down there in Alabama, where you're located, of course, that there's probably some excitement starting to build with uh, the Ole Miss game and their fabulous quarterback, who's uh, maybe the front runner right now for the Heisman. Well, uh, John, here's uh, here's a couple of things for you about okay. the Ole Miss team in Arkansas. The Alabama people are concerned about Ole Miss in Arkansas, and not as not as much LSU and let's say Auburn. Which is highly unusual, right? A world turned upside down, to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) It really is, AP. Uh, That's a really good way of saying it. I hadn't quite looked at it that way, but uh, that's because I know you do. And uh, excellent point. Um, Now, so Arkansas, we know that Ole Miss is coming to Tuscaloosa this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. And then we're... Yeah. Where, where and when is the Arkansas game? Yeah, the Arkansas game will be happening, uh, let me see, they have, after the, after the Ole Miss game, it's at A&M, then they travel to Starkville, then they host Tennessee, then they have a week off, then it's LSU, so I think it's that the 20th, actually, I think that's on the 20th of November, believe it or not, and that's before the Auburn game, so that's two pretty tough games in a row. Very much so, AP, and is the game in yeah. Tuscaloosa or Arkansas this year? The game, the game is in Tuscaloosa because uh, I believe okay. on the 13th, Alabama plays New Mexico State, 
So that's a breather. Usually that breather they try to have before the Auburn game, but I don't think that works out this year. I believe that's correct on the schedule. Right, right. Um, Yeah, well, hey, you know, that's that's a pretty interesting schedule. And, you know, uh, to say the least, and Ole Miss, you know, for whatever reason, AP, you know, you know this better than anyone, that they tend to play Alabama pretty tough through the years. And, uh, you know, even won once or twice in recent years, at least once. And But even if they don't win, they tend to have a, uh, you know, keep it competitive, better than most teams do. So, again, with their quarterback, uh, I'm sure uh, there's a lot of excitement. This is a big game for Alabama, needless to say, a, a potentially very competitive game. Oh, yeah, John, and you figure this, that last year, that game almost scored 48 points. That's the most all-time by an unranked team to score against Alabama since they've been conducting the poll, the AP poll in 1936. Wow. That's amazing, to say the least. Yeah. Um, yeah, well... That is just going to be a really good game. That's going to be one worth watching because, you know, again, between the Ole Miss quarterback, Heisman candidate, and the history of, uh, again, Ole Miss just simply playing them tough through the years, Alabama, that is. And, uh, you know, so that's going to be worth tuning into for sure. And, uh, but, yeah, Alabama, I mean, they just – they look great as always, and you know you just wonder if anybody can even challenge them. So we may get a bit of an answer this Saturday uh, versus Ole Miss. Oh, oh yeah, I think so, John. And John, here's another interesting fact. And in, I know you've been following college football for a very long time, as I have. Who would have ever thought that the SEC would have three quarterbacks starting? all from the state of California, and all, maybe, uh, possibly, possibly the top three quarterbacks in the league. Bryce Young at Alabama. Yep. Uh, JT Daniels at Georgia, both from the same high school, modern day, matter of fact. And then really? Matt okay. Corral from Long, look, from Long Beach Poly. And John, uh, for those who follow NFL football, Long Beach Poly has long had the most players all time in the NFL, Long Beach Poly. I don't know if that's still true, but that, that used to be the case. Yes, uh, a fabulous program out there, as is Bader Day and, and many others. Um, yes, uh, and it's interesting you had mentioned JT Daniels, who transferred from USD to Georgia. We were talking about Arkansas yeah. earlier. They've now become moved into the top <clears throat> 10 at number 10, and they are playing at Georgia this week. Uh, speaking of JT Daniels, so Georgia's <laughs> the clear number two team in the country. So that has, uh, you know, that game has some uh, juice, to say the least, given how what Arkansas has done, oh, as we discussed. I'm telling you right now, with that Georgia defensive line and Arkansas's running game and their power and their swarming defense and maybe one of the keys is if they're big quarterback. Uh, six foot three, two hundred forty-five pounds. Will he be available? Because he suffered some injuries the other day. He came back, 
But I, I, I suppose this one week is giving them time to heal. But, yes, that Georgia-Arkansas game is going to be something else at the line of scrimmage. Yes, that's going to be a really good game. Uh, I was Frankly, I wasn't aware until I looked at the schedule that they were playing. And really a good lineup this week. Another one that's just intriguing to me, AP, is, you know, as we all know, Brian Kelly became the all-time winningest coach at Notre Dame, breaking the record of Newt Rockney. It doesn't get any bigger than that. And, uh, and so Brian Kelly's old team, Cincinnati, number seven in the country, are playing at number eight, Notre Dame. That is an interesting game as well, given the history and Brian Kelly coming off the, uh, you know, the record-breaking win on Saturday against Wisconsin at Soldier Field, which is pretty cool. Good theater there, too, as well. Oh, yeah. John, what about that dynamic of you're building up Cincinnati and when you uh, return to play them, they're ranked ahead of you, and you're the coach of Notre Dame. Correct. Exactly. It's amazing, you know. And uh, Cincinnati, of course, is in the American a conference you and I have covered from day one. And Cincinnati may be the strongest candidate since University of Central Florida and their undefeated season a while back under Scott Frost. Uh, the strongest candidate to, you know, make uh, make some noise. Maybe you can get to the playoff. Who knows how it's all going to turn out. But, you, you know, Cincinnati may be the best team and with the highest ranking uh, at this point in the season, since the American came into being, and uh, good for them, it's fun to watch. They're they're a good team, and boy, oh yeah. So they're they're going to get the test on Saturday at Notre Dame for sure. Oh yeah, it's exceptional. Uh, the, the fact that Cincinnati is ranked in the top ten and is playing the former coach. It's, it's been a while since he's been in, in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, but. For them to be ranked so high, and Notre Dame uh, is in the top ten, and big Midwestern matchup. You, you would think that if they're playing in teams from Ohio, be at Ohio State, it was ranked in the top ten, but it's Cincinnati. Correct, exactly. No, it, it's it's really going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun. And AP, just in closing here, I was at the Patriots game yesterday. Mac Jones did not have his best day, nor did the Patriots. Um, but you know, he, he, the ovation he got at the beginning of the game was just amazing. Um, he's just already become, uh, instantly beloved up here and, uh, I'm sure he'll have better days, but it was sort of a team loss yesterday. Nobody's right. not certainly not me is putting it on his shoulders, but, uh, he, not the best yeah. day for, for Mac and the Patriots. That's for darn sure. No, no, I was watching some of it in the second-string quarterback they used for the, the Wildcat option. He, they, they never could stop him as well. For, right, Jason uh, Hill. Right. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. again. Mac will uh, get better. Oh, there's no question about it, and nobody doubts that for a second. Again, the, the ovation he got yesterday was uh, impressive. Well, AP, hard to believe we've already come to the end of the show. Uh, and I just want to say pick of the week for appointment viewings tonight's Monday Night Football Eagles versus Cowboys I've been watching Peyton and Eli on ESPN2 
and it's been great. I highly recommend it. But AP, thank you again for calling. Great job today, and uh, we really appreciate your expertise, as always. Hey, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. Thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.